for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. I'd like to have a few illustrations. I feel like I'm doing one of those cookery shows. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm not going to cook. Let's get it ready. Well, God's been speaking this morning to us, hasn't he? It's great to know that we are a new creation and Christ lives in us. It says in um, 2 Corinthians, I think, that the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit is, there is freedom. And I know you know this, but it's always good to be reminded. Where is the Spirit? He's in you. If you know Jesus this morning, if you've given your life to him, Jesus lives in you by the Spirit. And I think if we understood Um, what that meant, then I'm sure we would live our lives differently. Um, (sighs) Do you mind getting upset? There we go. It's obviously the spirit. Um, Just think about this. You know, on the cross, Jesus said, we all know, it is finished. And many things Jesus accomplished on the cross. We know that our sins were forgiven. He made that possible. We know that he, he took us um, from the kingdom of darkness and, and, and he brought us into the kingdom of God. But when Peter was preaching in Acts, I, he, he says, repent uh, and be baptised for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And just imagine, for generations and generations and generations, the Holy Spirit moved powerfully upon certain people in amazing ways. But he never lived in them and in everybody. And that's always been his will. It says, again in in Corinthians, that we were made for this very purpose. And the Spirit that lives in us is our deposit. And, and you know, when, when we have a new body, a heavenly body, one thing won't change. The deposit we have, the Holy Spirit. So get to know who lives in you. Get to know who never leaves you. I mean, we know, don't we, that, that he is our counsellor. When we need the right words, if we would just put our ear and hear his voice, he will counsel us. He is our comforter. When we need a comforting word for us or for someone else, again, if we were to put our ear to his voice, he will give us comforting words. The word in the Greek, when Jesus said, I will send you another counsellor, is parakletos. And that literally just means someone who was called alongside. But that was used in, 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 in those times. A parakletos was someone who was uh, an, an advocate for someone. Um, in legal terms, it wasn't uh, someone who was paid like a lawyer, but it was someone who freely 
out of their love for that person, would stand publicly and defend that person and say that their character was good. You know, we have in, in the Holy Spirit who lives in us, someone who is always advocating for us on our behalf. And he's not paid to do it. It's because he's your friend. Okay. He is our encourager. That, that, the same word, um, parakletos, was also used for people who, uh, before the, the soldiers went to war, they would stand at the front and they would encourage the army. The Holy Spirit is our encourager. He helps us in our weakness, doesn't he? The Spirit intercedes for us. He intervenes for us when we're weak. There are so many things that through Jesus and by the Spirit, he wants to enable us and reveal to us. You know, think about this. Jesus said... It's good for you, he said, I tell you the truth. So whenever Jesus said that, you know it was something that was probably hard to understand or comprehend. I tell you the truth. It's good that I go. It's good that I go. Why? Because I'm sending the Spirit to you. And he said, um, I will send you another. Now, you know, words in the Bible are important. Okay? And Jesus said, I'm sending you another. And in the Greek, there's two different words for another. There's, there's, there's one that is another of a different kind. Okay? And there's another word, which is another of exactly the same kind. And Jesus said, it's good that I go, because I'm going to leave you another person of exactly the same substance as me, and he's going to be with you, the spirit of truth, He's going to help you. He's going to guide you. He's going to reveal things to you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to strengthen you. And he's called the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit's joy, you imagine this, when it was possible, when on the cross it had finished and the Spirit now could be released upon everybody who gave their life to Jesus. And so we know, don't we, that um, uh, Jesus said, you, you can't become a Christian unless, unless you're born of the Spirit. So, um, I just want to show you, uh, give you an analogy to, to maybe help to understand. It helps me, anyway. I have a simple mind. So, so this, this bowl here represents our, our life. And um, all these stones, the white ones, represent... Um, Things in our lives, whether it's money, time, family, work, friends, our talents, our gifts, uh, when we rest, our hobbies. I mean, there are many things in there. Um, And when we give our life to Jesus, we know straight away the Spirit comes to reside in us. And so we would become born of the Spirit. And it's a wonderful thing. And that's, this is how Jesus lives in us, by the Spirit. And we, you can read in the end of John how Jesus, when, when he, uh, he rose from the dead and he was in his, um, his new body, and he said he breathed on the disciples, receive 
the Spirit. Which is a beautiful thing. I don't know what they thought when he said that. I don't know how they felt when he said that. But um, it's important to know that we know in Acts, right, Jesus said to them, the same people who he breathed on, he said, do not leave Jerusalem. Do not go anywhere until you have received, you've been baptised in the Holy Spirit. And, of course, they waited, they were praying, they were meeting, and the Spirit came. And can you imagine the Spirit's joy when he came to fill all the believers? And, you know, this morning, the Spirit is so joyful when he fills you. You know, when you ask him to be filled, it's his joy. It's his complete joy. Because he loves you. He loves you so much. And Paul, later on in Acts, when he went to the church in Ephesus, he, he said to the believers, just wondering, you know, have you received the Holy Spirit? And, and they were like, no, we didn't even know there was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and uh, you can imagine he was probably a little bit shocked. So he prayed for them and they received, they were baptised in the power of the Spirit. Now I remember clearly giving my life to Jesus. And um, I actually went on an Alpha course um, after that to try and figure out what it was all about. And um, the weekend away, um, I remember asking God to, to, to fill me with his Spirit. And um, after that point, my life just completely changed um, I had power to witness. I started speaking in tongues. Um, it was amazing. And many of you m- may have that similar experience. But also, it's clear, if we're to be true to the Scripture, that um, also, once they'd been born of the Spirit, once they'd been baptised in the Spirit, they were also continually being filled with the Spirit. And we see in Acts that um, the believers were, were together and they um, were praying and the place where they were meeting was shaken. And uh, I've always thought, if this building was shaken, the first thing I think of is, watch out for where the lights are. Because I want to move. Here's probably a good place. But, um, the, it was shaken and they were filled, again, with the power of the Spirit. It says of Stephen that he was a man full of the Spirit. The apostles, when they, they asked the church to choose, to choose men to serve who were full of the Spirit and wisdom. And it says in Ephesians, to not get drunk on wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. So there's an ongoing exhortation. Now there's three words I would like to just go through about biblically what it means to be filled. Okay? Because when we are baptised in the Spirit, again, this is an analogy, so we get filled like this. Okay. And um, this is pretty much full, right? Okay. But biblically, this isn't full. And um, the first word that um, I want to bring out is, is the word in Acts 4 where, when the place was shaken and they were filled with the Spirit. Now that word is where we get our word plethora. Now I never use that word other than today. 
But plethora, um, that's where we get the Greek word. But you see, I looked it up in the, um, in the dictionary, and it doesn't mean to be filled. It means to be filled with more than you can even contain or withhold. So actually, it's coming out of you. You see, we can, we can pray for God to fill us. And, and you see, the people of Israel, they, every day, for 40 years, God provided for them manna. And they could only take enough for, for their families, um, for their tent. If they took too much, it, it just went off. Um, but you see, they were in the wilderness, and they had enough for them. But there was a land of milk and honey, which was more than enough. And sometimes we can ask God to fill us, but we don't ask him to fill us, so we overflow. And that's what it means. To be, when you ask God to fill you, you're going to overflow. And if this morning, you know, it's easy to happen in our lives. We can concentrate on our life, and if we have enough for, for us, then we're filled. But we're here to be a blessing, aren't we, to the people around us. And we're here not to just be filled, but we're here so others through us can be filled too. And um, that's, that's the first thing. So, so maybe this morning, when, when, we, when we pray, we can just ask God, Lord, fill me so I'm overflowing with your spirit. The second, thing, the second word um, that uh, is used is in Ephesians. And um, it, it, it says, um, do not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the spirit. And this word has a sense of, of prioritizing the spirit, of, of having the spirit so, so he's exclusive in your life. And we know, it's, it says in James, that the, the, the Spirit is, is jealous for us. He is jealous for us. And there's nothing he wants in our life that he cannot go into. He doesn't want any area in our life that there's a no-go zone. And these, 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 these black stones here, these indicate the areas in our life that we know aren't right. And... I don't need to go through those things because if the Spirit's in you, he will be showing them to you. The question is, are we going to let the Spirit take these and chuck them out of our lives? Because repentance is a beautiful thing. When we repent, we obviously turn away from the things that we were doing that weren't right. But it gives permission for the Spirit to come in and chuck it out. Repentance is nothing that you can do in and of yourself that will break the power of sin in your life. It's the power of the Spirit. And you see, the Holy Spirit will never go into any area of your life that isn't holy. He can't bless something that isn't holy because He is the Holy Spirit. But what He wants is for those things to be taken out of our lives. So guess what? We have more space. Now we're full. But there's one more word that the Greek uses. And um, this is when in Acts it talks of Stephen. And it says he was a man full of the Spirit. And um, this word is used for, 
for um, things with a persistent flavour or a full-bodied wine. It's, it's used to express an infusion of something into something else. And you see, it's easy for us to come to church and we, um, tomorrow, we go to work, whatever we do, we can make this a compartment in our life where the spirit isn't infusing. Um, whatever it might be, it could be money. We're fine to come to church on a Sunday, but we don't want to give him responsibility of our finances. It could be our family. And none of these are bad things. These are all great things. Our time. Our friendships. Our gifts. Our rest. And our hobbies. And, you know, there are many other things, I'm sure. But the thing with the stone, when they go into the water, they displace it. They don't absorb it. And you see, God wants us, with every part of our life, he wants us to be a sponge. Because a sponge absorbs the quality of the water. And you see, a sponge won't displace the water, it will absorb it. And what does that mean? Not only is every area of our life filled and infused with the Spirit. But there's more of the Spirit that we haven't yet experienced. And look, we know, I think it's been said today, that we are being transformed into ever-increasing likeness into His glory. And the Holy Spirit is our transformer. He transforms us. And this morning... Are we full? Because the Holy Spirit's joy is to keep us full. I want to read a prayer. We're on a sort of uh, theme of ships and boats and sails. And I'd like to read a prayer of a pirate, that's okay. Uh, of Sir Francis Drake. And if any of you are Spanish here, I do apologise. I know he's probably not your most famous favourite person in the world, but... But I read, I heard this a few weeks ago, and I really connected with my spirit. And um, it says this: "Disturb us, Lord, when we are too pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true, because we dreamed too little, when we arrived safely, because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life." Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wilder seas, where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push back the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. This is 
This we ask in the name of our captain, who is Jesus Christ. I love that. I love that. And is it okay this morning if you allow the Holy Spirit to disturb you? Because when we're in our comfort zone, we're often not all in our calling zone. And God wants us to be in the zone, not at which we're most comfortable, but at which we are most fulfilling his plans and purposes for our lives. So God wants us to be full of the Spirit. That is to have a plethora, more than we can contain, to be a blessing to those around us. To be prioritising with the Spirit, being exclusive. As we live with the Spirit, we don't allow worldliness to take his place. As we live with the Spirit and walk with the Spirit and are led by the Spirit, his character rubs off on us. You see, the fruit of the Spirit is something that we express as we press into him. It's like any friend you spend time with, you, you, you rub off of them. And to live a life that permeates the Spirit, we allow him to be in every part of our lives so that we can be mature. You see, all these words, they have a root Greek word. And that's growth. That's expansion. That's fruit. And the kingdom is ever increasing. It's getting bigger. And God's will for our lives is that we are continually growing. And you know, of course, the spirit in us isn't stagnant. It's a river. And that's why we need to continually be hearing his voice. Because he's always doing something new. And, you know, the Holy Spirit has a good way of Offending our theology. Uh, I mean, I was, uh, I hope Sarah doesn't mind, Sarah Evans was telling me um, this week that there was, there was uh, a young boy um, who was not even a Christian that I know of. The Spirit came on him and he started praying for other people. You know, how does that work theologically? But the Spirit is Lord and He's got his agenda, and he wants us to hear his voice. It says in Psalm 1 that, it says this, something like, Blessed is the man who does not listen to the advice of the wicked, or or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is upon the word of God. And upon that word he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, and he bears fruit in season, and all he does, he prospers. And you know, Jesus said a similar thing. He, he said that my father is the gardener, and I am the vine. And the Holy Spirit is like the sap that is to be continually being drawn up through us, producing fruit. And... Um, I just feel like I have some words for some people here. Um, and then I'd like to um, finish and, um, and we can let the Spirit um, do what he does best. In that prayer, I, 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 I spoke about of Sir Francis Drake. Feeling disturbed is not always of the enemy. 
and there's someone here who's been feeling deserved, being disturbed, and you're thinking that it's the enemy. But it's not. It's God. There are decisions you have been putting off, but God is saying, seek me, and I will show you my plans for your life. The disturbance you're going through is because the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak to you. And, um, sorry, it's, it's, uh, I want to go to Haggai because I feel like this is, this is the right time to say it. In um, Haggai, it says this, in, in 1.5, if you're following. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You know, life is so quick. It comes and it goes. And God wants us to give careful thought. Do we sit down? Do we give time to give thought to the way that we live our life? The way we structure our life? The time we give for things, for people, for God? You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build the house. You know, why would God say to get timber from the mountain? It would be a lot easier to get it from the valley. Because when we want to grow spiritually, we can't feed off the things of the world. We have to go up into the mountain to his presence. And we can't stay in the mountain. You can't survive in the mountain. But you see, in this time, what is God doing? He's, he's teaching us how to spend our time in the mountain so we can get the resources we need. We can be filled with the Spirit so we come back down and then we can build the house. We can build our temple and we can be a blessing. To, and look what it says in chapter 2. So they, so they, they left um, and, and they re- rebuilt the temple. And obviously our bodies are a temple of the Spirit. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while... I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place I will grant peace declares the Lord. I believe that's what God is saying for us in this season. The glory will be greater than what we have seen. This will be a place of peace. People from all nations will come here. The desired of the nations will come here. And Jesus Christ will be exalted. So, if you're feeling disturbed this morning, It's God. And he's just saying, just go to the mountain and seek me and I will give you what you need. The second thing, second word I had, is about taking a step. It's said in the prayer of Sir Francis Drake, and this has really cut me up. 
when losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. And, you know, I have no idea how to navigate by using the stars. I, I know how to navigate on land. And so, there are some of you here, you haven't taken the step because you're looking to the land for direction and you're expecting God to speak to you from the land in the way he always has. But as you take the, take the step of faith, you lose sight of the land, he will teach you how to read the stars. That's what God's saying to you. So if that's you, the Spirit will enable you to do that because he loves you and he lives in you. And the last word I, I have for someone um, is, is in John um, John 14 sorry, John 15 okay I'm just going to get my example that's okay oh, I'll tell you, this was hard getting in the car especially with a pregnant wife God wants you to be fruitful. And you're designed to be fruitful. And if anyone's ever told you, you're no good, what fruit could you possibly produce? Then that's a lie. And Jesus wants to encourage you this morning with this word. I believe as we stay closer to the Spirit, there will be more prophetic. I believe that on a Sunday morning, it says in Corinthians that everyone has a word. Did you know that? And we can't all share that during the worship. But we can all, we can all hear God and say, God, who do you want to speak to me today? Who do you want to bless today? And we can all have a word of encouragement. It says in John 15, I am the true vine. It's Jesus. And my father is the gardener. Now, my version says this. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes. Now, this word cuts off, okay, I I think it's important because the word also can be translated to lift up. If you feel like you're not producing any fruit, okay, Jesus hasn't cut you off, okay? He's actually lifting you up. And you see, any vine, you gardeners will know this, it it cannot be successful on the ground. And so Jesus is saying, I think he's talking about a grapevine here, but he's saying, any uh, branch that doesn't bear fruit, he lifts up. He lifts you up and he supports you and he trains you. And if you are bearing fruit, he prunes you so you can become even more fruitful. And um, if this morning you feel like you've been cut off, Jesus is saying, I'm lifting you up. And if you would allow the Spirit to fill you 
then you will bear much fruit. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So, um, I think, I, I feel that's, that's enough. Um, maybe if we just stand and um, let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Maybe uh, if we could maybe have some music playing. That would be great. Father. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. Are you hungry? It says in Luke, Jesus said regarding the Holy Spirit, keep on asking and you will receive. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Father, we thank you for your son Jesus on the cross accomplished everything that was necessary to restore us with you. And you made it possible for us to receive and have the Spirit live in us. And Lord, I want to be filled to overflowing this morning. Lord, forgive me for when I have just focused on my own life, my own tent. Lord, I want to be a blessing to those around me. I want to be a blessing to the nations. Father, fill me afresh, Lord. Overflowing with a plethora of your Spirit. Shake me, Lord. Would you disturb me? Father, that you would highlight the areas of my life where you cannot bless. Lord, Lord, uh, Lord, would you forgive me for those areas in my life which I know haven't been right and you haven't been able to fill. And Lord, I turn from them. Lord, I submit to you. I resist the devil. I draw near to you. And thank you, Lord, you draw near to me. Father, I ask that you fill me so you infuse every part of my life, every area of my life. Lord, at work, would you infuse me? Would I stand up for things where in the past I have just let it just pass, Lord? Would I be bold in your spirit so I can confront things at work that haven't been confronted, Lord? Lord, would your kingdom culture on Monday morning, step in with me to work and may I see breakthrough for the first time. Father, in my family, I want to see breakthrough. Lord, I thank you that you have given me a family and it wasn't easy, it wasn't straight, but Lord, I knew this. I knew you were sovereign. I knew you were in control. And Lord, I pray for I pray for those people here who want a family. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, right now, Lord, your spirit would permeate every part of their body, Lord. 
that you bring life. Lord, you bring life. Father, we pray for the gifts we have, that you would use them for your glory. Jesus, Jesus, I pray that I would lose sight of the land and find the stars.